0: hey everybody i am joined right now by a man you know as the nwa world's heavyweight champion nick aldis how are you doing today
1: i'm good bill thanks for having
0: me your title reign uh sits at 914 days right now an impressive number uh in itself uh in just 12 more days uh you would tie harley race for sixth all-time do you first i'll ask you do you sit and like kind of watch where the number is like are you a stats guy or are you just kind of enjoying like hey my it's still my reign it's you know it
1: still speaks for itself Uh, well i'm definitely not a stats guy um one of what the uh there's a group of guys who do the um who now do the official nwa post show Uh, on the YouTube channel um, and that they're they're a group uh, called this is pro wrestling, but they started as this is the NWA. Uh, And one of the guys in that group, a guy by the name of uh, Robert Stinson, he is, um, he, he's my stats guy. He updates me on how many days it's been. And, you know, he, they, they do do, because they do all kinds of uh, cool stuff on their channel where they do sort of uh, historical pieces and um, they, you know, Doc's really great at um, reminding me, like, "Oh, hey, today's the anniversary of this," or "Today's, you know, today would have been so and so's birthday," and things like that. But uh, yeah, I look, and uh, it gets brought up, uh, and I find I get, <laughs> I tend to get like a bunch of heat for it uh, from the people who are like, "Well, well, what about the pandemic? It doesn't count," or you know. And I'm going, well, "I didn't bring it up," you know. It's just, it's just, it's just an unusual situation for for in in the in the modern era for someone to hold a championship for this long um so i just i'm just kind of like if you you know if if uh, (laughs) i sorry if you're upset about the uh about the lack of um wrestling matches that happened during a global pandemic but uh you know aside from that it's it's a cool feeling to know that um you know historically all sort of it'll be up there with, with some all-time greats, but, um, really on a, that's, that's more of a sort of novelty thing for me on, on a, on a professional level. It's just, uh, it's just rewarding to know that, um, you know, I'm still considered the the best guy for the job at this point in time after, you know, after, um, two years. Mm -hmm.
0: I I did want to bring up another stat, but, um, really quick, you make an interesting point. Like people get mad at you for like oh the pandemic and it's like yeah that that literally was out of your control like you were the champion <laughs> going into it it had nothing to do with you so why would right. that why would that change anything just like and I
1: did and I did still defend the title a few times you yeah. know it, it's uh, you know I think it's look everything unfortunately now with social media gets amplified everyone's you know the the, the critics voices are, are amplified tenfold um you know by their own sort of echo chamber and uh there's no news like bad news so it's like people just love to sort of harp on all all the all the things they don't like um and you know it's not so i certainly want to get into a sort of big philosophical discussion but i do think that that has an overall effect on uh on the overall sort of size of the audience and maybe the health of the industry that Sometimes the people who really love it sometimes sort of love it a bit too much and kind of smother it you know and and it just and it makes it a little difficult for for other people to join in because it just become it's this very opinionated very toxic sort of environment where i I worry sometimes that that potentially new fans are sort of looking at it and going, oh, "I don't know if I want to wait in on all that These guys seem really aggressive and it's um you know, it, I always liken it to uh, if you own a bar or a pub and you've got your locals that sit at the bar every night, like it's cool that they're there, but, you know, if you're going to decide you're going to do a quiz night once a week or you're going to start doing food or you're going to have a band in and stuff and, and, you know, and they go, oh, what the hell? Like, I can't believe you're bringing a band in. Oh, this, this is terrible. I'm not coming in. You have to sort of go, OK, cool. Well, don't come in then. You know, like, you, you, you'll come back tomorrow. Like, we, we can't, it's it's not just for you. You know, it's for everyone. It, so, uh, you know, and I, I just, so I, I tend to sort of, when, when it gets into too much of that, I just kind of disconnect from it all and just kind of go, okay, well, enjoy yourselves. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to be a good pro wrestler and, you know, make some money.
0: Yeah. There, there's been various ways it's been explained, but one that stuck with me, Uh, CM Punk used the analogy like with it wasn't even wrestling fans it was he's doing a horror movie and he was like you know why, why do horror fans want the genre to be their thing and only their thing you should want it to grow and prosper so that more fans come in and you get more of it instead of trying to hold on to your idea of it and yes, more to your point I agree like wrestling fans are very dedicated yes but at the same time they're also very you know almost controlling as to what they want to let in and it's like why not let everyone enjoy it how they want instead of focusing on trying to keep things the way you want it
1: yeah and i just i think now we just we 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 sort of sometimes that the certain fans tend to sort of forget that like some of us you know well first of all we're This is our livelihood, but also there are certain people, like in our case Billy, who are like putting up, you know, their own money to try to make something happen. So, like when you, so you know, if 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 you've decided for whatever reason that you didn't, that you don't want to, like, like you know, one of our big things now is people don't want to. I don't want to pay to watch the show, subscribe. Okay, well we anticipated that, but do you really need to like publicly? Declare that, you know, to sort of try to spread that message. Like, I don't really, what are you trying to achieve by doing that? Like, we're going to see, oh, you know, Bob Smith in, in, you know, Arkansas is outraged that we want $5, like, so we better change our whole business model, you know, and it's just kind of like people have, there's a lot of, there's a lot of culture now uh, throughout the industry, not just fans, but sort of everyone where sometimes people are more concerned about being right than about doing good business you know um and that's that's been a that's been a major issue in the industry for you know in the big companies for a long time like certain people you can just see uh no matter what they do they're just not going to get the the you know they're just not going to get a fair shake simply because a certain person there has just decided that you know they can't be wrong you know so instead of instead of saying hey you know what maybe i was wrong about this person they're gonna just hey screw the fans screw the industry you know screw the success of the business uh i'm just i'm just gonna make sure that i prove myself right and it's you know it sucks but it's always been part of the business
0: wrestling's a a very interesting business and no shortage of talks about being political and whatnot but uh i do want to talk about the growth of the nwa by joining fight uh you did some work with them in the interim while you guys were kind of waiting to see what happened uh the nwa was involved with primetime live and you told conan it wasn't an nwa product but it was still a way to keep the connection with fans so right how would you, how would you classify that era, like the past year for the NWA? Like what, because you didn't go away, and it, you you already said that it wasn't an NWA product, but how would you really classify that? Because you're still featuring talent and keep- well, it
1: was it, it was a it was a third party that was booking, you know, NWA talent, and and uh, the NWA was sort of helping to promote, you know to promote the NWA talent appearances on that show. But, you know, that was as far as the relationship went and it was, you know, um, it's just important to protect the integrity of the NWA brand by making sure that um, people are aware that, hey, you know, the, the, the stuff that you see on these shows that features NWA talent is, you know, Yes, obviously the NWA has some influence on it, but whatever else you see, like that's that's someone else. Mm-hmm. And no one seems to have an, no one seems to bring this up when, when an NWA talent is on AW. Because everyone understands the dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for whatever reason, the, that that other show, you know, <laughs> there seems to be confusion with it. And it wasn't there's, there's nothing aggressive or hostile about it. It's just trying to make, it's just trying to make sure that every, that nothing is misrepresented.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, just, I wasn't sure if it was because it was specifically branded that way. If you said that because there was the confusion, because like you said, more to your point, when other talent, when NWA talent goes on another show, it's understood that they're representing the NWA, but, um, now you're getting a chance to really solidify. This is a, a an NWA product with fight. Uh, as I mentioned, you did some work with them in the, in the interim, uh, why can you get into a little bit about why the timing for the deal was right instead of uh, maybe a few months earlier? What, like, obviously understanding the pandemic and vaccinations and all that probably went into it, but what
1: made this the right time to jump on with fight? Well, uh, I mean, again, you know, I I think it's important to emphasize uh, always that, you know, while I am given a lot of liberty to speak on behalf of the NWA, obviously, you know, it's not my company, uh, and and you know, and any any influence I have is is purely as you know, in a sort of advisory role, right? Like it's, um, you know, obviously, like Billy and I have a, a very close relationship, uh, and and my fingerprints are are on a lot of the of the brand, but um, the as so I can't so I can't speak to all of that because you know some of it was above my pay grade and it's not it's it's, some of it is just comes down to sort of billy's decisions uh to to act when he felt the time was right one thing i would say is that uh as far as the the timing of the fight deal really the the uh the the, the one of the main factors was the fact that there was another offer on the table from another streaming service Um, and it was simply a case of, to your point, I had been working with Fight. Um, Mike Weber and I have worked together uh, dating back to TNA, um, so we had, so we had a very, you know, well-established relationship and, and uh, rapport. And it was just one of those things where, when I was um, made aware of this this um streaming offer, this 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 offer from a streaming service that I, you know, just just as a as a businessman, I just said, do you think it's worth uh you know, seeing if fight were interested in throwing their name in. You know, just and I don't and the and the main reason I <laughs> the timing, the the main issue of the timing for me that made me think of it was just the fact that they had just made a boatload of money on the Roy Jones, Mike Tyson pay-per-view um, because I had done a, a round table for that, for that event. Um, and it was just, a, it, <laughs> I got a call from Mike Weber and he said, Hey, I'm going to throw you a bonus, you know, for this uh, the thing, because, you know, the thing that the pay-per-view did so well and, you know, and he, he told me the, 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 the you know, the number and I kind of went, wow that's 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 serious you know that that ain't soft money that's some scratch <laughs> yeah and I just kind of said and I just said to Billy what's the worst that can happen they you know that they're, they're not interested in sort of uh working on a deal like that like so what You know, it doesn't really change anything but I said it's worth I said if nothing else just for leverage you know <laughs> so um and that was that and then I made the connection um uh, and, and, you know, obviously we had, we had been doing pay-per-views on fight already. So it wasn't like Billy and Mike were unfamiliar with each other. It was just, I literally just made the suggestion, like they might be interested. And then I stepped away from it and they worked it out. And then, you know, the next time I was sort of, uh, looped back in was basically to be told, Hey, we, <laughs> we got a deal done with fight. We're, we're going with fight. So great. And now that they've been bought by Triller, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an exciting, it's an exciting place to be. Yeah.
0: It's, you're, you're certainly seeing the benefits of streaming where even like five years ago, there was the conversation of, Oh, cable's going to go away, but not yet. And it was kind of like, not yet, not yet. And not, and now it's, it's here. You're seeing that with fight and uh, MLW and just WWE going to Peacock, like it, it's here, but Do you feel like the being on the app almost uh, helps build goodwill with fans who maybe thought like, Oh, I don't know where I'm going to watch NWA and now having like a, like you, you had a stable home on YouTube, but at least there there's, you know, some brand stability in fight. It's not, where do I find it? You don't have to put up a where to watch thing. It's just, Hey, it's on the fight app. You can do it on your phone and do it on your TV if it, if it supports sure. it,
1: sure. I mean, look, I think that um, those of us paying attention would, you know, could, would say that fight uh, has incredible growth potential um, in terms of sort of permeating uh, the mainstream. Uh, they had a, a they had a killer year. In the pandemic they're one of the you know they're one of the lucky ones who who it's a it was a blessing for them because suddenly a whole load of different sports and um different forms of live entertainment uh turned to them because they weren't able to sell tickets so in order to sort of you know be sustainable they, they realized that you know, work working out some you know on-demand pay-per-view events was doable so as a result, you know, fight had tremendous growth, and obviously, uh, Triller shared that opinion. <laughs> so, you know, and so now to be in a in a position where um, it, it feels like we're in on the ground floor with something that has that you know has the potential to really have you know really grow way way beyond uh, any of our expectations is an exciting place to be, um, and. I think, look, we're 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 not uh, we're not naive. Um, I'm certainly aware that taking the show from YouTube to putting it on Fight TV behind a paywall, you know, albeit a very small one at $4.99 a month, uh, it wasn't going to. It wasn't like we we didn't expect uh, every single one of the YouTube subscribers to immediately become paid fight subscribers to the, you know, to the NWA um, service. But in the long run, it's, we we look at it as where everything is headed, uh, is I, and, and this is just me talking, but I can say that for the most part, I'm pretty confident that Billy shares the same opinion, that we see the overall industry uh, becoming more fragmented into kind of niche premium um, products that, that that rely on a sort of on a more frequent uh, basis as far as revenue and, and, and uh, audience, and then the 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 bigger play becoming these giant sort of mega events where. A bunch of different entities uh come together to to present you know massive kind of uh sort of spectaculars mm-hmm. that's the way i perceive it and and look this is not uh anyone who's who's familiar with with japan will know that that's in many ways is kind of the kind of the model there it has always been to an extent obviously they have a very dominant one dominant market leader in new japan but Wrestle Kingdom has often been that, you know, been that way, where they feature, uh, you know, matchups and talents from, you know, multiple different sort of credible promotions that come together for that, you know, that one big event, and they understand the benefit of it for everyone involved. That's where I see the business going. Um, and for us, it's um, we knew we have to, you know, we, it it was going to be an uphill battle because to go from a lack of activity. then going to a paywall is not ideal you know it's certainly not uh but obviously fight were willing to to jump in and and there are (laughs) again it's easy for you know you know joe wrestling to sit behind his keyboard and and look at it and go well that was a dumb idea what a stupid thing to do oh you have lost. what are they doing they need eyeballs right but they you d- not if the eyeballs never convert to dollars, mm-hmm. and they're also unaware of uh, the structure of the deal with our streaming partner. You know, it's it, you know we're not the only person sort of uh, you know paying the bills anymore, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So there, so there are while there are you know additional pressures in the sense of right now we have to build our audience one at a time all over again. Of, with a paid model, we also have you know some relaxed pressures in the sense that like now we have a partner who are you know who are sort of uh who, who are well funded and and they're um, you know and are on board with our with our ideas and, and you know want us to grow. That's the key to any partnership of this level is you have to have to be in business with someone who genuinely wants you to succeed, and that's and that's the way that that um that i certainly feel about fight Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and i think that there was a another argument about okay it's five dollars which is a you know a really good deal if you look at what is included you get three new episodes of power power surge you know access to the archived content uh but there was there was a argument about okay well why didn't they do a higher paywall and it's like okay they're they're the the fans that they're going to convert to that they're going to pay because they're dedicated they believe in the product and the people that are complaining about it they're not paying five dollars so why would they you know what i mean like they're still not yeah. paying either way so it's more to your point yeah, about-
1: look, everybody everybody's an expert you know <laughs> everybody everybody knows what you should have done and, and um you just have to so you have to just let that stuff roll off you the other you know again we're like we're big picture thinkers Billy and I we're not you know it's not short money we're after here um and I would say that uh certainly for me uh my personal sort of priority obviously is to continue to um you know build as much value in my own brand as possible and build as much value in the NWA brand and in NWA power but on a, on a on a wider level uh, I would suggest that the you know what you will see go, moving forward is almost more of a, an NWA network type situation because that's one of the reasons why the the subscription model if you if you go to fight um, the you don't subscribe to NWA power you subscribe to the NWA on fight sort of like the NWA network Mm -hmm. and obviously that means that as we move forward uh, and as of now I can say that we are ahead of projections for you know for subscribers and and revenue we start to then explore more programming and that won't come at an extra cost you know it will be part of the the subscription Mm -hmm. Um, that's certainly the way that I'm looking at things and even in the, in the last week, we've had several uh, very exciting conversations about various different um, sort of potential ideas to expand on on that concept. So I think that that's probably something I would expect to see, you know, by year end, is um, expanded programming in the in the same uh, subscription under the same subscription umbrella.
0: Mm. And that this is all going to be NWA on fight, which is good to see. And I know you've been asked, so I won't ask again. But it, it's good to see that you want to build the brand up personally, build the NWA brand up. You've been asked about, well, why haven't you shown up on other places? Are there are so I'll ask you the flip side of it: Is there anybody that you want to see come to NWA and not even just step up to you, but? maybe feel like could be the next star or be a breakout talent that can help the nwa brand grow itself instead of constantly being asked well why don't you go somewhere else
1: sure well i'm glad that you frame it like that because uh to me you know it's just difficult for me to get asked that question the other way because there's no way to answer it without it coming across as some sort of hostile or aggressive, um, you know, line in the sand against AEW or you know whoever else. And it's like, I look, I was in, I was part of All In, I was there, I was there at Ring of Honor doing cross promotional stuff, whilst Nick and Matt and Cody and you know and those guys were sort of
0: on their way out
1: planning this stuff and, and figuring this stuff out and 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 you know deciding to sort of go you know and and going for it and obviously tony khan was uh in the in the mix uh, somewhat and i've had conversation with tony and and you know they're very amicable it, it was more for me it was just a case of like look uh i put a lot of my time and a lot of my you know my blood sweat and tears into getting this from what people considered a dead brand, um, to you know, to, to to a point where it, it was, gen- where where the idea of a title match, you know, anywhere in the world was generating instant excitement, you know, and um, I basically decided that at this point in my life and my career, uh, outside of a, an incredible offer. Um, You know uh, for you know a real life-changing offer uh i would rather you know dedicate my dedicate the rest of my efforts to seeing this through as you know seeing this through as far as i can take it um so you know in no like in in no way do i it was it sort of ever intended to be aggressive towards anyone else uh it but to answer your question about other guys um there are. I've mentioned before that I personally think that Joe Hennig could be somebody who, in the NWA world, mm-hmm. uh, there are you know there are certain shows and certain brands that uh, that that just that fit very well with certain talent um, for. You know, sometimes for obvious reasons and for and for uh, sometimes less obvious. But with Joe Hennig, I feel like the the reasons are very obvious, mm-hmm. you know, third generation guy from one of the greatest wrestling legacies of all time. Uh, and perhaps a guy whose talent was not fully uh, appreciated or I never say appreciated because that's I, I I can't speak to that. That's not fair for me to say, but certainly not showcased, in my opinion, as well as it could have been. Um, and like I, when you look at not only his own lineage, but also the fact that he trained with Harley Race, uh, you know, for me, the 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 key is being different. And the way that we're different now is that we, we're not old school, right? Like that's not, like people kind of like to throw that out there. And I usually identify those people haven't really seen it. You know, they've just kind of seen enough to be like, oh yeah, like that's old school. Uh, and it's really more uh, um, picking a lane uh, that now it's, it's kind of a a contrast to a lot of the stuff that you're seeing now. Um, So yeah, like studio wrestling obviously is associated with a different era. And, uh, but our emphasis really just comes down to, our emphasis wants to be on authenticity and wants to be on um, escapism that, you know, and for me, true escapism in wrestling requires authenticity. It requires it to be believable, you know? You can say escapism to sort of justify anything, right? Creative license, like, oh, this guy teleported, or this guy, you know, came back from the dead. or And it's like, again, if us, if you know, other places want to do that stuff, like, more power to them. It's not, a, you know, it, it doesn't bother me. But for me, personally, watching it, it's hard for me to, uh, to suspend my disbelief to that extent you know and i and and as a fan i never needed to get that i never needed to go that far again i'm not you know it's not i'm not. oh this is bullshit but oh. i just never i never needed that level of uh creative license to to um to be invested in something and in fact what i preferred was like a was, was something that i could relate to which is you know two guys with egos you know two guys competing for a prize two guys wanting to make their mark on the industry two guys wanting to achieve something that very few people have ever achieved those are all things that anyone with a competitive nature can understand and that's really the the backbone of NWA programming is it's it's appealing to true human nature like competitiveness ego greed you know uh, and and a sense of sense purpose
0: i, I think uh, this is probably like too philosophical but i think you kind of you, you like you're saying choosing your lane but you you kind of choose what kind of wrestling you like when you first kind of fall in love with it so if you know like if you like this one that's great you're going to be more your the the offshoots of what you love are going to be more appealing than what you didn't like as a kid and all of those offshoots maybe so
1: so. i would i would even say to that as well though that um often and again i know i made reference to certain things and people will take that to mean like i was taking a shot at this show or that show or anything but i'm just using them as examples because at one point in time i probably would have really got a kick out of those Mm -hmm. like when i was a kid
0: yeah, but some. I mean, difference- some of them seem silly, now. Right. So it's like- I look,
1: I look, I, I, I was mesmerized by the Undertaker and Kane, Angle, you know, and things like that. But then, you know, I go back and look at it now. I sort of go, oh, when he shot lightning out of his hand, <laughs> like it doesn't quite. Like when I was a kid, it was like, whoa, you know. But now I sort of go and went, uh, it was well done. But it's, it's, yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how enthralled by that I would be at at thirty four. So it's like that's that's okay too and that's why when i see some of the stuff that other shows do i'm understanding like it's not all for about it's not all about me it's like kind of like what we were talking about earlier with with fans you know it's like this show is not made just for you it's not a la carte wrestling just the way you like it mm-hmm. you know like it, it's a it's a it's a, a taster menu and like if there are parts of it that you know that don't appeal to you as much as other parts you just shut the fuck up about it and just like let that part go and just enjoy the bits you do you know, it's just yeah it's, it's I, I, it's
0: really I've, made, I've made the argument where it's like okay you believe like will, will you still use the undertaker and as, as an example it's like okay you spent 30 years believing he was a dead guy and had superpowers and all this stuff but then you're like gonna go and criticize what you know whatever it is that is on now and it's like you 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 know pushed Reality right. aside for this for so long, but now you right. want to criticize right. it. It's like why right. not just quiet right. right. well, and also, watch maybe, this now too.
1: Maybe, just maybe they weren't making this segment with you in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, just maybe they were thinking about kids. Yeah. Right? Like not that hard to understand. But we again sort of uh, looking at how we could penetrate the industry and, and and build our own unique audience and be sustainable, was to go, okay i think there's a lot of people who miss wrestling right
0: or maybe never experienced it i know i didn't that's a a fair point too i knew wwf i like i remember learning about wcw like the the jim crockett era i was like wait i missed all of this like me too me too. so now seeing Um, the callback well and
1: think and, and not to mention the fact that you know i i was born in 86 i was sort of first you know sort of uh, i guess exposed to the business in the early 90s wcw in the early 90s you know is was not that great <laughs> it was not like so you know when you could when i like bret hart was my hero Davey boy was my hero you know i'm looking at these guys and then i'm and, you know and then i'm you know flicking the channel and and seeing god knows what on you know on on, on sort of uh, jim Herdier or wcw it's like you know it took me a minute too and obviously you know you some of the stuff that like they take dusty Rhodes as an example one of the greatest to ever do it but i'm sure that when i was a kid it, I, you know i wouldn't have i wouldn't have really got dusty's appeal because but then as an adult i go wow like this guy's you know he's a genius he's a, a, an unbelievable performer so it it's it, again it's, it's having that courage uh of conviction to just go, this is what the NWA is about. And we like I always try to make the point that we don't require you to hate any other type of wrestling to like ours, but just know that this is the type of wrestling that we do. Mm-hmm. Like if WWE is McDonald's, we are more than happy to try to be in an outburger. Like we don't we- <laughs> we're not going to try to do happy meals and you know we're not going to try to do all of those different things and we're not going to try to introduce the McRib and we're not going to try to do like different novelty things and partner with movies and you know and blah 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 and all these different licensing like we're going to do burgers and fries we're going to do them in a a sort of tried and true traditional way that people really like and the key to it is that maybe you don't you can't get it as easily and as frequently as you can get McDonald's but when you can get it you get excited about it because it's a it's a bit of a guilty pleasure and it's a bit of a sort of like you know what you're getting and you can't wait to sink your teeth into it because it's uh, you know a bit of a good old fashioned enjoyment mm-hmm. and that's pretty much like what i would love for the NWA to represent to fans is like hey you know uh <laughs> WrestleMania is all well and good, and man, the WWE's production values are second to none, and they are, you know, a fantastic, I mean, they have a, an incredible business model, and they make, you know, an incredible amount of money, and their guys are, some of their guys are A-list, you know, celebrities, and they get to do all the Tonight shows, and this and that, and everything else, and, the, you know, and they, they love to do everything except wrestling, but we do wrestling, right? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We do wrestling and we do it really well. We think we do wrestling better than anybody else. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It, it, again, it kind of goes back to not saying what you don't like, but yeah, they, they do. We don't, their, we don't, they we do don't their, require
1: you to hate WWE. We don't require you to hate AEW. We don't require you to hate Impact. We don't, you yeah. know, I would love it if everybody wants everything.
0: You know, they do, they do their version of wrestling sure. very well. Right. We're going to pick our lane. Right. This version of wrestling, yes, 100%. wrestling. So All right, I think I think more people uh, now than ever kind of need to remember that that you know you, you don't have to always win. You can just not have an opinion sometimes. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I I do want to touch briefly about what you have been doing on NWA shows. Uh, when when you first started, especially you know really when Power became. A, a weekly show it, it it kind of felt like you were the, the the brand representative and you know kind of like oh yeah like the not a baby face but like proud champion it seems like you're showing more of an edge these days uh a heel if you want to get into those terms um was that a conscious effort to kind of you know maybe play like play a new role or tap into something because you you spent so many years now uh, representing the NWA and kind of being the face of the promotion and uh, doing all of that side. Is this just is this just a natural progression, or was there a conscious effort into maybe telling a different story for your yourself personally?
1: Well, uh, it, it, at the risk of of sounding like a wishy washy answer, I think it's probably a little bit of both. Um, I do think there was definitely some natural progression of it. Um, you know, I, I didn't, I never uh, intentionally sort of positioned myself as that sort of pseudo babyface character in the beginning. It really just stemmed from the appreciation that the audience had for the work I had done. I think, like, mm. I don't, you know, and, and I'm and I'm not trying to be pretentious when I say that. I'm, I, you know, and and. You know, you can never get everyone to agree on anything. But I think that overall, uh, I feel like I've always had a pretty good sense of what the underlying kind of opinion is. And it felt to me that particularly when we debuted the show, it would have been very difficult right off the bat to, to be the guy that people love to hate. Because there was such a genuine sort of affection for the, the, for the brand and for the fact that we'd got this show going. Uh, I mean, look, you know, guys like Eddie Kingston were coming up to me in the, in the, in the backstage area and being like, Hey, I just want to let you know that like, we appreciate that, you know, this is happening because of what you've done, you know, like you've put the, you, you know, you got, you went around the world wrestling in, you know, (laughs) not particularly glamorous places and, wrestling, you know, sometimes not the greatest opponents in the world to, you know, but all in the in the interest of trying to sort of re-establish the credibility of this and this brand and you know the matches you've had and everything like that sort of helped build a level of interest to where it is. You know, and there's and look, some of that credit belongs to Cody, some of that credit belongs to Marty. You know, the the, the bigger names that I wrestled along the way to sort of reestablish the credibility of what we were doing and the and the brand and the process. But once my you know i'm business right like there's only so much business you can do in being uh the proud world champion you know um ultimately like the money is in people wanting to see you get beat so in my mind yeah once we had the pandemic once we you know once we realized that uh through necessity as much as anything else i've been the champion for a hell of a long time um, I figured that the you know that it was time to start rubbing that in people's faces a little bit because one way or another, people love to try to knock you down a peg or two. So uh, my my feeling on booking, you know, if or creative, is you, you, there's no need there's no point swimming upstream, like, the chances are if you pay attention and social media that's where social media can be very useful because obviously you can get a very you know you can you can sort of take a cross-section of sentiment and kind of get a general idea of where where people's heads are at and then i just sort of take it and lean that way with it Go, okay look i you know there's it, naturally there's some resentment starting to starting to emerge uh so let's Let's go with it. Let's, Lean into you know, it. let's embrace it and go into it. Right. It's, I mean, it's, it's business, you know, and, and I, look, I like being the guy people love to hate. I like think it's, it's a good place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: we, we kind of saw that a little bit more this week. Uh, you've been saying, uh, as far as being no worthy title competition, uh, I mean, I, 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 have enjoyed it. I don't think it's uh, I, I think it kind of goes full circle to how we started talking about how, you know, there, there's going to be people complaining about, oh, this, you know, criticizing your title reign for whatever right. reason. And now you're just kind of, okay, I'm going to take a little piece of what's really being said and putting it on screen. Okay, here's what you, here's what you've pretty That's,
1: what you just described really is booking 101 when it's done right Mm -hmm. you take whatever's real and you kind of just crank it up a little bit i didn't want to use the final tap reference but turn it up No, no, no no right well you turn the heat up a little bit you know i think sometimes what tends to happen now is that people have taken that principle and they've sort of uh oversimplified it um and so then you'll take you know, someone will make one tweet and they'll try to build a whole angle around it. That, that's not that's not enough. But it's kind of like, you just, to me, I look at it as like, let's just turn the heat up on this a little bit and see if it takes. And if it takes, then we crank it up a little bit more and, you know, and a little more and a little more. And the pieces will start to float to the top, you know, and, and you'll, you'll see what, you know, who emerges and what. Because, again, like, uh unless unless there really was one absolutely standout guy that was like "Oh my God, this guy needs to be the champion uh, and I was doing it as a heel to sort of be kind of trying to keep away from this guy again even even what I said about that is somewhat sort of pushing on the truth because we've got a lot of we've got a lot of really good guys mm-hmm. but it's up to them, and this is one hundred percent shoot. It's up to them to, for one of them to kind of break through, and t- you know take advantage of their of their time on the show to make everybody go, that's the guy I want to see, be oldest. Mm. You know, it has to be that way. Mm. Like we <laughs> before uh, before Eli Drake. Uh, moved on you know and became l a Knight, doing a hell of a job. He and I would you know we one of us would go out and do our promo at that show, and the other one would be waiting at the at the curtain and we'd come back and we'd look at each other like go on then you know go for it, beat that you know and it like we had that like we wanted that right with each other because I knew at that point in time he was the he was the you know the most likely sort of candidate you know and hey that's a real shame that things worked out the way they did with the pandemic and stuff because obviously uh had that you know had, had that whole situation not been around he you know we'd probably be building towards he and i at this point but like again it doesn't matter because it's all you know you just t- you take whatever's there and you build on it right like mm-hmm. um So that's why I'm comfortable kind of talking about that stuff because it's like, we're we're the NWA, we, we build on authenticity. So it's like, Hey man, is it Trevor Murdoch? Is Trevor Murdoch the guy who's going to sort of, you know, because I'll tell you this, when he, when he first showed up on that, you know, on the, in the first season, there was a very genuine uh, and very, unique reaction to him just from when he first walked through the curtain. You could feel the audience sort of go, oh yes. Like this guy, this show, this brand, it just works hell yeah. Like because you talk about a guy who is a, a, a an exceptional professional wrestler, but You talk about a guy who there was no correct vehicle for him. Well, now there absolutely is. And now there's a perfect opponent for him. You know, so it's like now it's up to him to, to like, to, to, to step up and be like, yeah, like you need, you guys need to get behind me to go all the way. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, we, we will see. Uh, if he's the guy, uh, For now, uh, I mentioned earlier, it's 914 days and counting. Is there one match in particular that stands out to you as one that represents what you were able to bring to the championship or just maybe one that you think people should give another look?
1: Um, Well... I would certainly, I mean, I would certainly say that the two out of three falls match with Cody and I, the return from all in because obviously so much attention gets put on all in that uh, even though we did very, very, very well with the um, with the return match NWA 70, you know, it doesn't, it, it obviously doesn't have the same level of uh, significance to a lot of casual fans as all in. Uh, but that match was, you know, uh, I was uh, very proud of what we were able to do in that. Same with the same with the match with with Marty Skull at the Crockett Cup of nineteen, uh, and I would even say, in a different way, I would say that the um, the match with with Tim Storm on the first episode of NWA Power on the on the the debut episode of the show, uh, simply because Tim and I represented uh the we you know we, we will always share a special um chemistry with each other simply on the simply because of the fact that we're the ones who really knew what we like had the hardest uh hit, the 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 highest hill to climb with all this mm-hmm. like we 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 had to we had to get people to care about a match between a guy that most people had not heard of and another guy that a lot of people had forgotten about, uh, and and you know try to get them to, to care. And we did so much so that by the time we got to Power, keeping in mind that at this point I've you know headlines like the biggest non WWE show you know in the modern era. We've had our own pay-per-views that have done really well we're co-branding with ring of honor we're doing all this you know we we, we you know we had a show that featured new japan talent cmll talent you know we're, do, we, we're really leveled up um the fact that 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 there was enough enough people who had paid attention and gone back and sort of really uh digested the whole kind of the the, the whole genesis of the modern incarnation of the nwa to the point that that was the match that made the most sense to do and then to see the reaction of those people and to and to hear that and to you know to see how people feel about that match even now and the to me i think just from a to do a match like that and that was in that was in 2019 but to do a match like that in the modern era where there's so much emphasis on like dives and high spots and you know crazy amounts of like memorized kind of you know stunts and uh you know high impact moves suplexing each other on your heads and all this kind of stuff to do a match that was really kind of rugged and based around sort of physicality and emotion uh and to get the you know and and to really get the you know to get people to to really buy into that emotional ending and the and the you know the tears and the sweat it was like that's what i got into this business to do you know and uh i think for, for from a from a sort of i hate to use this word cuz it kind of sort of pretentious with wrestling but from an artistic standpoint i'm very proud of that that whole show because of the way that he and i my promo, his promo, we teed it up. Uh, Brian Hebner, the referee, did an incredible job. Camille did an incredible job. All the way around, Cornette did an incredible job on, on the announcing, and uh, and Joe Galley, Like, the whole thing was perfect. I wouldn't change anything on it, you know? And uh, it's hard to say that about a lot of your stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I think when it all goes correctly and how you envisioned it or maybe even better than you envisioned it you 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 see the the reaction and immediate success um you guys can check out nwa uh on fight you can subscribe uh three episodes of power each month power surge tons of uh archive content um wait and see what happens next uh who could be the next person to uh, step up to the plate who could be the the guy to knock you down off of your uh, perch. But uh, he's still the NWA world's heavyweight champion. Uh, Nick Aldis, thanks very much for your time today. No problem, Bill. Thank you.